Hey friends, Chloe and Michael here, the founders of Mindfully Loved and your co-hosts of the Mindfully Loved podcast. Created with a love of discussing all things healing, growth and slow living, we hope to inspire your own journey toward being a better parent, partner and person. Join us for both interview and discussion-based episodes designed to challenge those unhelpful thought patterns and inspire the positive and sustainable change you need right now. everyone and welcome to another Mindfully Loved podcast. It's Chloe and Michael and today we have Morgan all the way from Canada. We're very excited. So Morgan uh, has a background in business management and is a certified master life coach, a certified yoga and meditation teacher and a Reiki master. <laughs> Morgan helps soulful mompreneurs, sorry I should say that right, uh, <laughs> who feel lost, overwhelmed and close to burnout reconnect to themselves so that they can feel empowered mm. to fill their cup, love from their overflow and consciously create the life they desire, something that resonates super, super strongly for us. So welcome Morgan, thank you so much for taking the time out to be here. Yes, thank you for having me. No problems. We might just uh, get started. I'd love to know uh, with that just amazing background, <laughs> I'd love to know a little bit more about your journey and what brought you to exploring uh, all those wonderful qualifications. Yeah, for sure. So I um, had run my business in association management for the longest time. And when I fell pregnant, I thought, you know, career was some in some way how I defined myself. And so it was very important to me. It still is, you know, there's a strong need to fulfill a purpose, I think, for most people. But for me, when I fell pregnant, I thought, well, no big deal. I'll just, you know, I won't take my leave. I can do this. I can work and juggle children at the same time. And I soon realized that that was not the case. I thought, you know, my kids will just fit in with my life. This will be no big deal. (laughs) But what happened was I ended up really just not showing up fully in a way I wanted to for anybody. I wasn't, you know, a great business owner, wife or mom at that point. And I knew something needed to pivot or change. And for me, I, I realized now I was also doing myself a disservice. I wasn't fulfilling my needs and in not doing that I couldn't show up fully so it really was this idea shift of as a mother you need to martyr yourself and sacrifice and give and give and my lesson is in doing that I actually did the reverse I wasn't able to meet my child's needs or my husband's needs and you know all with grace and compassion you just move through these lessons and you learn from it but it's knowing that um, something needed to shift so I took a step back and reprioritized and after having my second child and especially when the pandemic hit I think for a lot of us it did allow us that perspective of what was important and so in that I started to upskill I took a step back from one of my major clients and I went I had my yoga teacher training always was curious to dive into the meditation and the energy work so I did that and the coaching and all the things that filled my cup Mm -hmm. and it was through that journey where I was able to through that passion invigoration and that um, finding myself again I was able to be the mom and the wife and the business owner that I wanted to to be 
So I know that a lot of moms and or dads on this journey, you you do have to sidestep a little bit when you have a young family. Obviously, there's sacrifices that you make, but it's all in you're not just a mom or you're not just a dad. You are a person as well. And how can you continue to cultivate and grow as that person? And in doing so, actually also show your children that they can do that for themselves. So. Yes, I know that's the one. Yeah, and it's so we resonate so much because it's so important by doing that, by filling our own cup, by showing that self care and self love to ourselves, we teach that to our kids. We model that behavior, and we, both of us, we come from Mediterranean families, and it is that martyr kind of mother, the that the mom that does everything for everyone else, everything for the children. And it's because, you know, the moms love the kids and that's why they do everything. And they let themselves go down to the ground and they they reach the fifties and sixties. They can, they can barely walk. And then they don't have any other purpose once the kids leave the house. So it's realizing, as you said, that it's being able to keeping the balance, but go back to yourself first and find that care and, figuring out who you are as a person, what your priorities are first and encouraging and by doing so, encouraging your children to foster those habits as well. Yes. Yes. Because I think children, we all know children learn best through that modeling. It's not what you're saying to them. It's how you are showing up (laughs) that they learn the most unconsciously or consciously. I mean, you even, when you go through this work as a parent Mm -hmm. and you begin to understand your conditioning and how, you were brought up yes. and how you automatically just show up in that way when it's not actually maybe really truly who you are and how you want to parent at the heart of it. Yeah, it's a very interesting journey. It's, it's just so powerful that you were able to recognize that, you know, um, uh, after, after having children and, and you were able then to apply it. So was, was there a, did you have a preconceived notion or, or, or I suppose, uh, connection to holistic health and understanding that it wasn't now just about how much better of a mum I could be or what I could do to sacrifice to be a better mum, but understanding uh, I need to fill my life and I need to continue fulfilling my life and doing things that are meaningful for me in order for me to show up. Mm-hmm. So what what was the uh, inclination for you to show up in that way, in, in the holistic yeah. way? Absolutely. I always had, you know, an interest in that way of living. And so... Um, it, it came probably more naturally to me or I had more awareness around it. Let's just put it that way. But it's really what it came down to for me was finding that space. I cultivate it and it doesn't have to be a lot of space. It could be 10 minutes in the morning before your kids wake up. Mm-hmm. But it's that space for yourself to connect, to connect to what is in my highest good today, my children's highest good. How do I want to show up? What is that emotional state I want to evoke? It, it's simple, but it's that those moments of mindfulness that can allow, it can be your North Star, you know, that you can use, even if it's just for a 24 hour period, yes. you can use it to better navigate the day. Because ultimately, when you have responsibilities of work and home and children and schedules, it, it things can go south really quickly. <laughs> if you're not kind of setting those boundaries or grounding yourself in the day, So it was the practice of mindfulness. I also really adhere to doing some form of meditation, even if it's in the shower, 
just doing a grounding meditation because you're showering anyway. So it's like using those tricks to habit stack. I mean, usually you don't have a lot of time to shower as a mom, but you can. <laughs> so, you know, if you can find those quick tricks to just recenter, come back to you and your truth and then develop that self-trust and that authenticity in yourself to better kind of navigate the day. Yes. And I guess when you're explaining it to your clients or other moms out there, you know, when we in a way say that awareness and mindfulness will help you connect with your children, you know, in such a deep level, how do you explain it to them? How, how would they reach to that level? You know, what is the first step really? Yeah. Um, so it all comes from rediscovering who you are in this role as a mother. So you can get, especially as new parents, you get a lot of opinions. And with Google out there and family and friends who are all well-meaning, yep. yes. you just are overwhelmed with so much information. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was able to, and for my clients, what we try and work on as a first step, coming back to that self-trust, but what we do is work on like that intuitive piece. Mm-hmm. You are your child's mother for a reason. Yes. That child is different from your friend's child. You are a different mother from your friend's mother. So while your advice is amazing, and maybe I'll take a little bit of that and apply it and see how it works for me, I'm truly the one that knows what's best for me and my child. Mm -hmm. And so through that kind of intuition development piece, we're able to better find our way back to that instead of um, reaching that overwhelm with everybody else's opinions Mm -hmm. and all the information that's out there. So that's one of the first steps. And I, I, meditation and mindfulness does help with that development of intuition too. So it all really ties in nicely together. I have lots of chats with new moms at the moment. And one of the things is that struggle that they have, the opinions of parent-in-laws, families, friends, social media, and the expectations that they put on themselves and the pressure. And then the shame that they feel when someone will point out something that they do very differently. Mm-hmm. And going back again, and I know we say, but going back again to finding that connection with yourself, that love, mm-hmm. that compassion within yourself, it's so important to overcome all those things and as you say connecting back to your intuition reminding yourself that you are the mother of your child and it's not about comparing it's a completely different line than everyone else um but in your experience how do you recommend new moms to be able to just respond to comments like this is it more about thank you for your you know thank you for the advice and literally letting go or is there a lot more work that needs to be done I guess, internally or with other close family members? Yes. What you'll find a lot um, through the journey is that whatever your triggers are, and this comes back to any relationship, whether it's with your husband, your child, or a friend making a suggestion, your triggers are often a reflection of those wounds that you need to heal on the inside. Um, So (laughs) I can see you can relate to that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so what my advice would be is to try to not take things personally. You know, we're very protective as parents and especially when it comes to that mama bear or papa bear can come out really quickly. 
Um, and it's getting curious about that. It's mm -hmm. understanding what, why am I triggered by this? And if it's well-meaning, I should not take this personally. It's a, it's a compassionate, thank you for your advice. I'll see if that applies to me. But it does come back to that wholeness piece. It's how can I be authentic to myself? Mm -hmm. And once I develop that level of self-trust and understanding of who I am and how I choose to show up as a mom or a parent or a dad, then I can stand in that fully. So when somebody comes to me with a suggestion, maybe it's well-meaning, maybe it's snarky, whatever it might be, I still am able to stand in that and say, well, that's great. That may be how you chose to do that, mm -hmm. to raise your children. It's not right for me, or maybe I'll try that. You know, you can just take it on with more grace. Which can be difficult at times, obviously, in this, uh, uh, we'll call it the information age. There is just an abundance out there and so many pieces of advice. So um, th there couldn't be a more crucial time, obviously, throughout your journey to uh, to to explore what mindfulness means and, and in that being a, a conscious parent. So do you want to talk a little bit about what um, perhaps it means to you to be a conscious parent and, and, mm. uh, and how we can sort of uh, cultivate that? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, showing up consciously is all in that state of present moment awareness um coming to it with wholeheartedness and and coming to any situation that you know wholeheartedly and that also means getting intentional mm -hmm. so like we talked about at the top of, of the show you know just having some kind of intention to navigate through a day is a great way to start but also that time spent with your child so it's not always about the the quantity of time it's also the quality so it's how can you get intentional with that time with your child especially if you if you have more than one you know children are always going to struggle with that well she gets more attention than me or what have you or you're not paying attention to me and how that will manifest is through mm -hmm. their behavior it'll be maybe taking a little bit of a swat at their sibling or stealing a toy. And so what we choose to do sometimes as parents is act unconsciously by reacting to the behavior. Mm -hmm. But if what my advice would be is to look beneath that behavior because there's a need that's not being met. <laughs> and that is where the consciousness comes in. So that present moment awareness can help you to understand and be more responsive to the need and less reactive to the behavior so if i have yeah. I, I, and i'll say because you know there's a lot of information we were just talking about all the information out there mm -hmm. so if there's anything from this whole conversation that people can take away it, it's these key phrases that i use as my guiding light so it's being more responsive versus reactive and in those moments when you're triggered, it's being able to connect versus correctly, because especially when you're the adult and you're the parent and you know better, we have a tendency to show up and just tell the kids what to do versus, you know, really take a step back and get down to the level and connect first so that when we are giving them that instructional piece of guidance, they're actually able to receive it. <laughs> And it's all about also giving them the authority to show us what are some things that we need to correct ourselves. And, you know, it's, it's a mirror. And that's what we said. Once yeah. I was really giving them that authority to help us grow. 
as parents as well. That is exactly it, because I've often said, you know, they may be little, but they are humans too. (laughs) And they also have needs. And so in those moments of conflict, yeah, sure, you may not like your child's behavior, but how are you showing up too? And their behavior may be a response to your behavior. So in just tweaking it or changing that and how you speak to them or how you correct them and if you connect with them can really change and alter Um, how they show up and then build that greater connection between Mm -hmm. the two of you so that next time if it happens we know how to navigate it better together yeah and you know conscious parenting now it's a bit of a buzzword it's it's a trend you see it kind of popping up everywhere and people parents are saying that you know they're trying to be you know they're trying to use conscious parenting but you can clearly see that they're struggling with finding that consciousness of themselves, finding the mindfulness and that awareness themselves. So what would you, what is the first thing that you really start doing with the parents when they want to go down the track? Is it really cultivating that one, that alone time and go within? Um, is this creating that relationship with the partners first before bringing it into parenthood? Yes. I love that piece because, you know, um, when we are pregnant or when we're embarking on this uh, journey into parenthood, there's a lot of, you know, birthing and how to birth the baby and maybe how to change a nappy or a diaper and maybe how to swaddle the baby. But there's no real conversation, especially with the partner as to how does our family life look? What are our family values? How are you going to parent? What do you um, adhere to? How were you brought up? And these really important conversations that could be had even prior to having the children. So if you've already had the kids and maybe haven't asked those, those questions to yourself or your partner, that's a great way to explore. My biggest thing is just getting curious. It's questioning the conditioning and getting curious so that you can kind of build a version of what you want for your family. You know, just because we have these conditioned responses or these emotional reactions, and just because we have a bad day, it doesn't mean that we're not working towards a greater vision of what we what we want for our family. And getting your partner on that same page is really key in doing that. Sometimes it can be difficult if you choose to parent differently my husband's more of that authoritarian uh, parent and I'm more of the let's get down to the level and understand their feelings and it's taken him a while to see me and it's taken me a while to see him but you in cultivating that understanding between each other can help us to to do to be on the same page so yes cultivating that time alone just to reconnect to self is a big uh, a big key to it and then also through that curiosity understanding what those limiting beliefs may be that you're showing up with maybe we do a lot of inner child work because mm-hmm. when we are in those reactive fight or flight states that is usually taking us back to those survival instincts that we developed as a kid but we may no longer need those mm-hmm. as an adult in our 30s Um, And so, yeah, we do a lot of the shadow work and the inner child work, which helps people to dive deeper into not just seeing the service, but really truly understanding when our child's mirroring something back Mm -hmm. at us and why we're triggered in a way so that we can change the narrative and change the story to something that we want for our children and our family dynamic. And it takes practice. And it's 
constantly reminding the parents and you know the couples that we work with but it doesn't it's not an overnight change no. it takes practice and what I love is what you mentioned about curiosity it's all it's mm-hmm. very important that we should be coming from curiosity instead of judgment we should see yes. our triggers we should see emotion through that curiosity I wonder why instead of that judgmental yes. I shouldn't be doing this I shouldn't be in and then walking yourself up and going into that shameful cycle. Right. right. Because that, not, that will really just keep you stuck in that same place. It'll keep you on that downward spiral of, I shouldn't have done that. I'm showing up as a bad parent. We all show up as a bad parent. I don't want this to come off like this is easy at all. You're absolutely right. It's a daily practice to show up consciously in your own life, whether it's for you, your kids, or whoever else. It is a conscious act, which takes energy and time. But the more you do it, the more of a default response it will become. So it does get easier, (laughs) but you are breaking a cycle. That's a lot of, that's, that's big work. Yeah, exactly. And that's it in the break. Parents don't realize even the small little changes that they start making with their kids, the language that they start using that very different than what we were exposed to growing up. That's even just that you are letting go of things, you are breaking cycles and you're recreating a new parenting self, which is such a bit such big work it's it's sustainable I think when you really build the right environment and Mm. and this sort of work really is all about that isn't it particularly when we're coming at it from a holistic perspective is is building that environment uh and and seamlessly sort of then creating that new default response mode which you know is something we've carried with us our whole lives and and it's not until we get curious that we start to ask the questions and you know the the great thing about Mm. having partners involved in that process is you know um I I do it all the time with Chloe it's I, I bring up a certain you know we might be in mid-discussion about a certain thing and I'll I'll say no 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 this is how it is and then she'll say why is it that way and I'll go oh (laughs) now that you mention it yeah never really explored that yes absolutely and it was even in those moments when like let's say an example of your child's not putting this shoe on something arbitrary but it really grates you (laughs) you're like why can't they just listen Um, (laughs) and it's like okay so automatically your response might be to just start yelling or why don't you ever listen to me but it's it's taking that minute to question is approaching the situation in that manner actually going to get me any further and it's almost that pick your battles kind of conversation it's like is this really something that i want to enter into a power struggle on or can i take it yeah (laughs) and i think the most powerful part about that response even if you were taking that moment to pause and reflect I think this is something that that children, you know, through that particularly that strong modeling phase, they're going to witness it and they're going to see, you know, we aren't always perfect and the expectation isn't always to be there because it's just unrealistic at times. But just to see your brain sort of tick over for that moment and, and respond differently or try try a different approach is helping the helping your children, obviously, to not have that just solid cemented conditioning of uh, this is my default response here, which is one of the most powerful things I think about that. Absolutely. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head because we are all human and it is, you know, a part of the brain's function that limbic system is there for a reason. And we do hit those into that survival mode more often sometimes than 
we want to, but it's in those moments that you can, you can build that emotional, you can better manage your emotions if you practice that mindfulness piece, which delays the reaction and gives you a moment and a minute to maybe change and redirect. Mm. Yeah, very important. And it's, again, once we recognize that we're not, we don't own the, our kids, we're not here, we're not better than our kids and really welcome that we are here to guide them, to support them, to educate them, really, rather than they should be doing what I told them because they're my kid, I own them, you know. So once we step back from that as well and really realize that we're equals, they'll be teaching us lessons yeah. and we'll, we're just here to really keep them safe and encourage them and, and empower them to find their curiosity but at the same time, they're their own little person. And things that they're doing are teaching us things and then challenging us. That's be right. able to be curious to their questions. And the moment they challenge us, instead of going to that, what well, you should be doing, what I'm telling you, it's really yeah. reflecting, okay, why, what, that question, like the, the challenging us into something, is it something that I need to reflect on and grow Absolutely. on? Absolutely. I have said that my children, and I think a lot of people can relate to that, is that they're our biggest teachers. Yeah. You wouldn't think so. Those little souls, it's like they, yeah. they wake up in the morning and they know exactly what buttons to push. <laughs> and they will push them. <laughs> and it's, it's because that's what they're meant to do. That's how they learn. That's their purpose, right? <laughs> and I, I choose to look at it as, you know, my children, they're souls and I'm a soul. And if you meet them on that soul level, you are, you create that equality, that level of equality. And I think that coaching is so is more key than that control because once they get older, you know, into their teen years, you have no control. What I soon realized after having my child is I had no control. I thought I had it all figured out, <laughs> but you do not have any control over another human being. Right. So the sooner you realize that, the easier both of your journeys will be into, <laughs> you know, as a parent and a child in, in this whole journey together. <laughs> exactly. And when you are working with your new moms um, and your clients, and they want to start the mindfulness journey. Yeah. What is the first step in regards to you supporting them? Do you encourage them to do a mindfulness course or the little exercises that you get them to do? Yeah, I really go. I have various kind of rituals mm -hmm. or um, what I like to encourage is that they build a routine around it. So, you know, we, we know routines important for children, but sometimes it's just as important for the parents. Mm -hmm. And so, like I talked about, just having that 10 minutes to yourself to, to do what fills your cup. So for me, it's meditation and mindfulness, and that may resonate with some, but for others, it might be dancing, just like letting loose. For some, it might be journaling you know, writing their thoughts down. And so we kind of go through different rituals, you could say. And then whatever resonates with them is what they'll kind of cultivate into a daily practice. And it's whatever is going to help them just to find that center mm. within themselves. And a lot of that might also be, I suppose, in the power of reflection. We often talk about um, uh, how much we sort of use reflection, I suppose, to to revisit some of the things that we've we've said or done. Um, you know, again, we're, we're not always perfect, so revisiting and exploring how uh, we could approach that differently, or what might be a more uh, empowering way, I suppose, to deliver that information. 
Yes, absolutely. So we talk about morning routines and set up kind of like a morning routine to fill your cup. But what I also recommend is if you have the time to do a PM routine. So for some that might be gratitude journaling. So just to like raise your vibration when you've had especially a hard day, but also that daily reflection. How did I show up? How do I how may I have handled that better? Mm-hmm. Um, what energy do I want to bring into tomorrow? So yes, that reflective piece is very important. And I find um, you know, for most parents, it happens, you, you do a little bit of that thinking before bed, and you can put mm-hmm. it to bed, literally, and then restart again. My, one of my favorite sayings with my kids is let's do let's have a do over because we all make mistakes. Yeah. So let's just take a breath and have a do over. <laughs> I love that. Being able to encourage that restart, that yeah, every, every day, it's a new day, and we can yeah, we can start again. Yes. and let go of that judgment let go of our mistakes in the past we learn from them and now we're just starting again because when we know better we do better so <laughs> if we've got that opportunity in front of us exactly yeah it's kind of holding on to it and, and forming that attachment to anything it's, it's not going to serve you what's done is done it's happened how can we do better how can we move forward exactly mm-hmm. and obviously with you working with mothers and helping them get those rituals of course it's important for men and dads as well but how about relationship wise do you encourage habits that they do together as a couple as well yes absolutely especially in our busy lives you know uh, with whether it's one parent or both parents Mm -hmm. working what I find really important is having that quality family time but then also finding time for you as a couple because you can lose that very quickly especially Mm -hmm. through it could just turn into that day-to-day grind of you know same old same and then soon enough you've you've kind of gone off on different tracks with all the things in the middle that and you haven't even realized it so it's kind of doing those check-ins so what if you can have time for a date night I know the last couple years has been somewhat more difficult for that kind of thing but even if it's like even if it's like a Friday night movie night while the kids are in bed it's it's finding those qual that quality time and or just a moment to check in so mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be scripted or scheduled but it's just a how are you doing today mm-hmm. and seeing them like really just seeing them <laughs> you know I think one of, of some of our most basic human needs is just to be seen and heard and understood so again if you just take that five minutes to connect and say how are you doing <laughs> it makes a big difference Love that. and that can be you just go to bed half an hour earlier than usual together and you just lay in bed so it doesn't have to be something that you plan yes exactly that yeah such a simple so, exercise that can be so difficult at times to show up to particularly if you're run down particularly if you're mm-hmm. feeling a particular way or you, you know a rough night's sleep may be all that you need to sort of say oh i'd rather they ask me you know at this point so um showing yeah. up together the, the the power in that is just uh just amazing Yeah, it is. Because, you know, oftentimes it is the ones closest to us that when we have had a bad day and we are run down, they're the ones that get the brunt of it because we love them. I don't know how that works, but (laughs) now they're going to still be there. Yeah, Yeah, it's exactly that. Um, So, again, it's just kind of like using all of what what happens in your day as a mirror to, to 
to feel into how you can better show up. Mm. And it feels a lot sometimes. Some days it feels like a lot. So it's also having, when you work on that level of self-compassion, you also have that level of compassion for others and you know where they're coming from. And so if you can meet each other with that <laughs> compassion on those harder days, it just, it makes it, it easier for everybody. And such a good exercise when you respond to allow yourself to be vulnerable. If you are not having a good day, being able to really practice being vulnerable, which I know for most of us, it's, that's the hardest part to actually say, no, I'm not okay. I need, yes. I need help or I need, I need a, a hug from you or I need to help me, you know, so being able to allow yourself to actually open up to that too. So the first few times it might be, yeah, I'm okay, I'm good. And then slowly as you practice and you do this exercise, you will hopefully yeah. be able to feel comfortable enough to open up and, and be vulnerable. Mm. Yeah. And, and between the two of you, almost normalizing the fact that we all have bad days and bad days are okay. And it's almost expected as yeah. part of this journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So important. Well, before we finish up, I would love to also to know if our listeners would love to work for you, not for you, work with you, <laughs> work with you. It, so tell us a little bit about how you work with clients and how that looks like. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for that opportunity. Yeah. So I do have, um, I work with new moms and parents too. We have a fourth trimester support program. So it's six week long and it does go through more of those, <laughs> you know, how, emotionally how we move through things you know it also talks we, we touch on various things so it could be anything from practical advice on baby wearing and mm -hmm. you know being able to do something more than just sit there and feed your baby all day long because you know the days can get long um it's about really nourishing finding that space for the, the mom and the dad because a lot of the focus goes on the baby, which it should. They're a newborn and they're entering into this beautiful world we call Earth. And it's how, how we, we are devoting all our time to them. So who's going to hold the mom? Who's going to come in and, and make sure that the parents are looked after? So we go through that in that um, fourth trimester support program, that six-week program. Mm -hmm. And then maybe for moms that are further on in their journey into parenthood, I have a longer program. It's a four month program. And there we really dive into, you know, mind, body, soul. What are those limiting beliefs, the inner child work, the shadow work. So we, we clarify a lot of things and then we go in and create. So what's the bigger vision? What are the values for you and your family? How do you want to prioritize it? And we kind of source from that vision, how we can bring it into action into the real world. Um, and then we cultivate that level of calm. So it's that mindfulness, the meditation, whatever practices you choose to bring in and finding how we can be productive, but also really find the joy and the playfulness. So it's, it's, it's working with both the masculine and the feminine energies. You know, we do need to get things done. We do need to have time management and energy management in place, but we also want to have fun and play because especially for kids, that's how we learn and that's how we grow. How beautiful that obviously we, we focusing more on couples pre-kids kind of helping them but being able to as, as we said unless you become a parent and you really throw into that and you realize all everything that comes up together with the sleep deprivation and the tiredness and just all the hormones are coming up it's such a great opportunity to have that support especially your first one the six week one being able to connect with others and knowing that you're not going through this alone 
Yes, connection is the, the biggest part I find because we don't live in that village atmosphere anymore. We don't have the elders nurturing the moms while the moms are going through this rite of passage and dads too. So it's it really truly is a rite of passage that should be honored. It should be honored. This is a journey that we're all entering and we're rediscovering who we are in this role and who these little souls are that we have been given the the ability to look after and guide you know through the this the early years of their life which is so important and having that community is key to that well it's absolutely just amazing work that you do and we're really really grateful for what it is that you do i i have one more question one of our favorite questions that i love to ask so what do you do to fill your cup how how do you ensure you are able to show up every day I love that question. And for me, it's going to be a boring response. It's meditation. But a lot of people are like, oh, meditation. Because, it, 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 you know, five minutes, I would say, just stop for five minutes. You can gradually grow to 10, 20. But I could, I could meditate for a long time now because it's just like such a wonderful experience. But it doesn't start off that way. But, yes, meditation is that for me. It is, it, it is what helps me to reconnect so that I can really journey through my inner world to develop those broader, better external relationships with, with the world. Oh, beautiful. And have your, um, have your daughters started modeling <laughs> and then later meditate? Yeah. <laughs> and yes, it was so sweet because my husband came to me the other day and he was like, we were just in the basement. I was working out and, and Maya taught me how to meditate. And so I didn't even know. Now she's taking it on herself to start teaching people, which is great at four years old. <laughs> that's wonderful oh, that's so I mean, beautiful how, how beautiful is that though and then that's where again we realize the power of modeling mm. yeah we yes. don't realize how much the kids pick up and everything around us yeah. we always call them sponges but we always say it in <laughs> reference to them saying words that they shouldn't say or whatever it is but, but it's so that's much it. more than just the four letter words that we <laughs> accidentally let slip when we're tired you know that's it exactly that's so so true but you you both are wonderful and your work is so important here too so thank you for for creating that space for parents or soon to be parents to to be able to better enhance their awareness and their mindfulness and bring that in and be prepared more fully prepared for those little little souls that we bring into the world thank you thank you thank so you. much morgan this been, yeah this has been really lovely and we just get so excited talking about things like that okay. um and you know we're looking in the future when we one day become parents we just are hoping that we'll be able to take all the knowledge that you've shared with us today and you know take it on board and yeah like take it yeah. day by day <laughs> yeah you're going to be wonderful parents <laughs> we all are wonderful parents absolutely well thank you so much it's been lovely talking to you and yes we'll put everything to all our listeners we'll put morgan's website and social accounts to be able to contact with contact her and connect with her well, thank you everyone for being for another Mindfully Love podcast and we'll see you again next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. <laughs>